You're listening to a Centro Church podcast. The rule of life. I reckon one of the reasons why so many people turn their back on church and on God is because of rules. You know, they become legalism and, and sucks the joy and sucks the life out of your soul. And, and it does too, really. You know? uh, I'm not a great fan of legalism. And people do get fed up with so many rules. But today we're talking about a thing which really had its origins in the, the ancient uh, um, time of Christianity. And in its beginning, in its uh, infancy, they many of, of the practitioners of Christianity developed this thing called a rule of life. And, and I want you to lean into it and not see it as legalism. Because its origin was to infuse joy. At the beginnings, it was the idea to bring life and not take it. Um, I remember as a kid playing football in the backyard, and the truth was if everybody understood the rule and, uh, and acknowledged and played by those rules of the football game, then it seemed to have so much more joy and so much more meaning to it. And, and if you can take this rule of life we're going to talk about today, and even just take some small steps towards it, that's our goal. If you just take a few steps towards that today, then I think this could, this could go a long way to developing a depth of relationship and an intimacy with God that will withstand the test of time and be strong even in the midst of trial. I think most people tend to compartmentalize uh, their, their life and, and their spiritual life is no different to that. You know, you've got home over there and work over here and, you know, church there and uh, my walk with God, my relationship with God is there. Uh, but God doesn't want us to compartmentalize Him. God wants every aspect of our life to be equally sacred and to have that abiding sense of the presence of God in every area, in every arena of life. And what we need to realize is that there is indeed a force that wants to break that down. I want to suggest it's, a, it's an evil force. And we have to work against us. And our challenge is to resist that temptation to be distracted and start compartmentalizing and, and start embracing other things into our life that don't have Jesus at the center of it. My fallen nature, the spirit of this age, tend to gang up against me and distract me from God and have me viewing and getting involved and just pursuing other things that really don't have Jesus at the center of me. And we could even become a Christian and not have a different value set to the rest of the world. We're still looking for an increase in our standard of living. We're, we're looking for uh, how we can get more in this life. And really, it's a temporal value system, not an eternal value system that God is inviting us to live from. The rule of life, as I said, had its origins in the ancients. It, it actually comes from a, a set of, uh, of early church Christians that um, went into the wilderness for a time, men and women, to pursue God. Then when they came back, they found that the church had been overtaken by the state, if you will. It became become an arm of the, uh, of the Roman Empire. 
And what they'd seen, what they were horrified with, was the fact that the church had lost its reliance on God. It was now reliant on the state. It was now reliant on the things of this world. And they wanted to revitalize the church. And they recognized, reinstitute their rule of life. I even think you find it uh, at the very beginning in uh, Acts chapter 2 and verse 42, where it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to breaking bread, and to prayer. And that, I would suggest, is their rule of life. A rule of life is this. It's intentional. It's a courageous plan to keep God at the center of your life. Now, I don't want you to get too um, focused on the concept of a rule. The word rule comes from an ancient word whereby we derive our modern word trellis. And a trellis is a tool that enables a grapevine to grow up off the ground so it can produce fruit, so that it can be healthy. And that's what I want you to see. Your rule of life is a trellis. It becomes an external framework that will allow an internal journey, a scaffolding, if you will, to build spiritual structures in your life. And one of the things I see in the early church, what I believe is so important from that Acts 2 verse, is they did it to themselves. They devoted themselves. It was something they wanted to do. It was not enforced upon them. It was not demanded of them. It was a desire they had. It was, if you like, a sign of life. You can tell that a child is healthy because when the child is healthy, it has an appetite. It wants to grow. These children of God were healthy because they desired the rule for life, if you will. They devoted themselves to those things, to teaching, to fellowship, to house to house, to breaking of the bread. and This was their structure. We need an intentional structure. You see, many Christians, uh, they're not intentional. They operate on autopilot, just responding to the emotions of the day. You know, they might pick up the Bible from time to time. They get a tinge of conscience. They might give uh, to God, you know, from, from time to time when they feel they have extra. But pretty much it's a passive view towards Christianity. It's not intentional. It's not focused. It's not developed. Um, what a rule of life will do, it will be an anchor for you when we get back to the hurricane pace of this hedonistic 21st century. It will help you from not being distracted by all the things that life will throw at you again. And even it can happen while we're in this lockdown, let's be honest. you know, We can still have our devices and access to the rest of the world in such a way that we can get distracted from God. I will suggest that the rule of life that you're going to implement into your life needs to change from time to time. Depending on circumstances of, uh, of your life, where we're at in terms of the world and just your position of maturity at the time, it, indeed it can and it should change. But the beauty of having it is that when an opportunity comes, when you have to make a decision, 
It's not an emotional response. You know how you can respond because how it's going to affect the rest of your life because there is a structure there. There is something solid there. And you know, well, something's got to give to bring that in. And I can see that, that that's a positive trait, so I'll go for it. Or I can see that it's not a positive trait, so I'll say no. And there's a solid structure in your life there for you to be able to figure out your response to opportunities that come your way. You're aware of your limits because you are structured in your approach to life. But I'll tell you where this is really important. When the storms come. When things don't uh, go as we had expected. I, I want to suggest that there's been so much lost in the body of Christ. Because when the storms came... Many individuals didn't have the rule of life that was an anchor for them to hold them in the midst of the toing and froing of the storms. And when the storm stopped, they weren't lost. Unfortunately, they did get lost, and many of the intentions God had for them got lost along with them. Well, I want you to stay the course. I want you to be able to rise to everything God has got for you. And I will suggest to you that one of the things that you and I must do to release God's potential within us is to institute a rule of life. A constant that's in my life no matter what's going on day in, day out. I'm going to give you some elements um, for your rule of life. And we're going to put them on the screen in a moment. And, and you can choose from this and you can develop your rule of life. Let me go through them and then we'll discuss how we might do that uh, quickly. But number one, obviously, is scripture reading. Number two is solid silence and, and solitude. We've talked a lot about that. Getting away on your own and just being quiet before the Lord. Be still and know that He's God. Your daily work, prayer, balance. Work. Is a spirit is a sacred thing. Then how do you work that into your prayer and, and your, your spiritual life? Study. You might choose to read a book. You know, I'm going to read a book every every month or whatever um, your plan might be. Sabbath. We've spoken about Sabbath. A day set aside for God. And you might say, Well, I can't do that. Well, okay. Go for half a day. Go for a few hours. But put something into your week. And you say, well, no, that's, that's just my time with God. So, simplicity. You, you might be able to remove some things from your life so that you are free to be able to give more of your life or more of your income to things that matter. Uh, recreation and play. It's a, it's a sacred thing. It's a spiritual thing. You might want to take up a hobby or start to uh, develop... Um, a, a discipline or a, or a sporting pursuit or whatever, but something that you might consider as part of your rule of life. Your service and your mission. Are you utilizing your gifts and your abilities and your talents? And if so, to what end and how are you doing that? Your body, your physicality, sleep. Maybe you could choose a time and say, I'm going to go to bed at this time and wake up at that time. And that's going to be a, a, a discipline I implement. Even now, you might be working from home and you might as well stay up later and get up later. No, no, I'm going to put a discipline in that says I'm going to go to bed at this time. I'm going to wake up at that time. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to do some exercise. I'm going to look after my 
um, physical self, my physical health. My emotional health, you might want to talk to a counsellor, you might want to get some help along those lines. Family and relationships uh, uh, with your uh, extended family, cousins, whatever. It might be something you want to put into your rule of life. And then of course, our community, our friends, companions for the journey. There's 12 elements. I don't want you to try to develop a rule of life, including them. What I'd like you to do is maybe take one or two and start to put that, institute that into the way you live. And then when you've got one or two or three there and you understand that and it's giving life, then you might want to bring in another one. Or you might want to go deeper with one you already have. It's very much up to you. The important thing here is that this is not something that you have to do. It's something that you want to do. You see it as life-giving. You see it as adding joy to your heart. If you see it as legalism, if it becomes a heavy yoke, well, you know, you'll eventually find an excuse not to do it. But Jesus said, come to me, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What we're going to do for the sake of this time, we're going to put a rule of life uh, up on our app. And it's got things that are just purely pursuant to now. Things like limit your intake of news. Things like a daily moment of gratitude. Things that are relevant right now during this lockdown and this COVID-19 crisis. Now I'm going to put it up there with fear and trepidation because I really want you to develop your own. But you know, we'll put that up there knowing full well that it will be obsolete soon. And then maybe you could use it as a primer, as a kickstarter to say, well, that's not so important now, that's not so important now. And you can put some other things in or you can go deeper on the ones that are left. My prayer for you sincerely is this. That you develop a rule of life that creates space in your world to develop a deep and meaningful walk with Jesus Christ. That's what this series is all about. I'm going to pray for you. But let me leave you with this quote, 1,500-year-old quote from St. Benedict, who said this, Your way of acting should be different from the world's. The way that we act is the love of God should come before all else. Now, many of you that have been in our church for some time know that we've reduced that down to just a few short words, and it's this. What does love require? If you ask that question, what does love require? Keep that before your mind. Keep that in front of your heart. What does love require? I don't think you'll wander or stray far from the path. God bless you. I really, really pray that this series has been helpful and that you've been able to take things from it that have not just helped you get through this season, but are going to bring you out on the other side of this season stronger and more able to meet the challenges of life than you were before. Thank you for listening to this podcast.